I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Uh, they got on the boards better. They made some couple big shots. Um, you know, we just did not finish. Uh, around the basket, we've got to shoot better than that. And, uh, you know, Tyus can't really do it by himself. We've got to get him more help. We're just completely overmatched in the center spot now, no matter who's in there. And they, we have to play better at that position. Well, we're not making anything. That's the bottom line. Very disappointing the way our big guys are playing. You know, we missed some shots around the basket we can't miss in a game like this. And, you know, we didn't make a play down the stretch. We had a chance. We missed a layup. Pascal had a tip, missed it. Uh, Elijah missed one around the basket. You know, we just missed some shots so you can't miss and win games. You know, we're not that good. We need to make those plays. And we can't miss 12 free throws. Militia podcast with those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. Alright, what's up, Cuse Nation? Thanks for tuning in to the Cuse Militia podcast with Sean and Joe. If you like it, please share it. Make sure to hit that subscribe button. We uh, really appreciate that. The universal handle for the socials is at Cuse Militia. Uh, we are the only show centered around giving the fans a platform, so welcome. Um, yeah, it... Uh, it was not a good weekend for Orange fans. Uh, the revenge of the Stith in the second mm. half as BJ Stith ended the first with zero points and finished with his average of 18. Uh, we'll give you our thoughts on the 68-62 loss to ODU and Buffalo heads back to the Dome for revenge. Uh, this Tuesday, December 18th at 8 o'clock. Can Cuse bounce back? They have an opportunity to bounce back. They could put this horrible game behind them with a win over Buffalo. We'll tell you what to expect there. But first, if you're watching sports and you're in fantasy, uh, you're in fantasy leagues, it makes it more exciting. Everybody knows when you got a little bit of uh, something to uh, gain or lose off of some of these games, it's always games that makes it more exciting. So uh, if you're not betting with my bookie. You should head over there right now. Whether you're an expert or a rookie, you should be betting there. Uh, if you're the kind of guy or gal that likes to bet a little and win a lot, like playing numbers on roulette, you can create a big parlay. Pick three teams to win. If you hit all three, you could turn 100 bucks into 600 bucks. Uh, you can bet on pretty much anything under the sun over there. We've talked about that. My bookie is one bet I know you'll be happy with all year. I recommend these guys because I really trust them. My bookie has been in business for years. They've got great online reviews and their mobile site is easy to use. Plus, if you ever see any articles when they're giving lines or they're giving props out or anything like that, a lot of them reference my bookie. I see it all the time. So uh, sign up this week and my bookie will give you a 50% deposit bonus to jumpstart your bankroll. It's a great way to bank even more money when you win. Also, make sure to follow them on Twitter at BetMyBookie. They personally respond to every mention in DM, not to mention they've given away more than $10,000 in free money to their followers this football season. You'll be the first to know as soon as new odds or props are posted. So log on to my bookie right now and use the promo code QS25 and get the 50% deposit bonus. That's promo code code qs25 you play you win you get paid my bookie all right before we get into everything here what we're going to do is there's some a little tiny bit of news uh junior running back abdul adams and junior wide receiver tristan jackson who both transferred over this this past off season uh were deemed eligible to play in the camping world bowl december 28th so 
That's pretty yes. awesome. Both four-star uh, players coming out of high school, right, Joe? Yes, and they had to wait their year. Uh, they had a timely um, transfer because that's kind of how that works. You have to wait a full academic year when you enroll, and that's but you know making a bowl game. That's what that allowed them to do. Uh, and because of the redshirt rule, they can still play, and it can count as a redshirt. And so it's not going to take away from any other eligibility. And um, there was a lot of talk from these guys about these guys, especially coming out of spring ball. And uh, one of my buddies said he was the obvious. Um, he, he looked like the best wide receiver out there in the spring game earlier in the off season and stuff. So, uh, it'll be interesting to see how Dino Babers or if he sprinkles them in, um, depending on the flow of the game. Cause you know, he's going to want to get those seniors and the guys that have kind of got them there at the time. So a lot of it is going to depend on what's happening down the stretch, I think. Um, and obviously uh, what, yeah. what happens. Well, in- I mean, I'll tell you practice. what, though. He, if I mean, they were four-star guys. Abdul Adams exactly, transferred from Oklahoma, sure. four-star out of high school. Tristan Jackson, he transferred from Michigan State, four-star out of high school. And, um, again, if, if they've been practicing and if they are uh, – because they have it, they can practice. They just can't play. Right, so, yeah. And then now they have these practices during here. I mean, so you never know. I mean, if it's just known that they're that good and they can come in and win and nobody really – cares that you know they had to sit out and they really haven't been a part of this team as up to this point i mean if they can come in and they can help us win then i don't, I don't know if dino babers is going to hold that back you know i don't think so not when it comes down to a w or a or, or a loss so um defensive end andrew tuazama committed to syracuse over the weekend six six 235 pounds he's a three-star uh he had offers yeah. from florida state miami maryland and old miss and this comes Pretty much just a couple of days after the uh, Babers extension was announced, I don't know if it's correlated or not, but uh, maybe it did help um, help him, you know, jump in and fully commit. So uh, yeah, that's, that's he was the guy from last year. He academically didn't qualify, so he had to go to prep school. I think he went to Dry Prep. He's from Nightdale down here in North Carolina. Six six two thirty five. He plays D end and tight end. So obviously because of his weight. Um, yeah. They might just try him out of tight end and because say, he's young, yeah. you know, yeah. But um, it seems to me like he's got the athleticism in the body to, you know, put some weight on and possibly become a pretty good defensive end. So we'll see. Good athlete, though. Yeah, um, exciting. So uh, iTunes reviews. If you get him in, I've sweetened up the swag bag a little bit. I got some, uh, some, some. Oh, now it's per- the swag bag? It's the swag bag. I'm not going to. Yeah, I found out there's already a Q's crate. Well, it's actually called the Sarah Cuse crate. That's what Ooh. it's called. Oh, yeah. So, anyways, uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like a bonehead kind of calling it the Cuse crate still if it's, you know, someone's already doing it. Like, legit, yeah. like legit right? So, no, um, I mean, I knew that. But it's just fun to wait until you figure that out. Oh, sure you did. Sure yeah. you did. Yeah, okay. I'm just saying. Yeah, okay, Joe. Okay. <laughs> did you? Did you really? Uh, all right. So I've sweetened up the swag bag a little bit with um, I, I I found out a way to do um, some cool stuff, man. So I got the Curse of Syracuse uh, going on. I've got um, some Pearl tributes um, that I made that are with the with the Curse of Pearl and the the thirty one. So I got some cool stuff, and hey, maybe I can make you a custom, you know, your favorite player type thing too. So go to iTunes and give us a five star. Rating in a written review. If I read it on the show, then you win. You win. Winner, winner, winner. And all you got to do is email us at, at cusemilitia at gmail.com and uh, I can get that stuff that's out. It. So that is Come it. Come on. Hey, yeah, that's it. <clears throat> no. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. 
Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. <laughs> um, all right, so your recap in two minutes or less. Formally, the one-minute recap, but I realized that that is false advertising. Yeah, you always go over a minute. So, yeah. Well, I could keep it at right about a minute with football, but with basketball, it's just too much. It's just too much, man. Too much. So um, that is brought to us by J.P. Mulligan's Happy Hour every Monday through Friday, 4 to 6 p.m. Trivia Tuesdays, every NFL game, every Sunday. And, of course, they play every Syracuse game. Wings. Go there. Hang out with other Cuse fans. Uh, Go there. Grab some swag. Uh, if Nick's working the bar, you can ask him if he's got any swag behind there for you, and he'll be happy to hand some out. Um, get some wings, get some beer, grab a burger. Great burgers there. So, uh, yeah, anyway. Um, all right, the Orange fall to 7-3 and three on the year, losing the first home game of the year, 68-62. to 62. The series with ODU sits at 2-2 two and two now all time. Can you believe that? Syracuse was 22 for 34 from the line. Awful. 33 Point, uh, 33.3% from the field. That's pretty bad. And 8 for 22 from 3. Not real good. Uh, I was more worried about this game, to be honest with you, than I let on, and justifiably so. Um, as a bad mix of subpar offense and a pretty good ODU defense equaled a bad loss at home, no matter how you slice it, in my opinion. Um, battle was 5 for t- 14 from the floor with 11 for 15 from the line. He led Cuse with 23 points. Hughes again followed up the leading score, 4 for 9 from the field, and he finished with 15. I just feel like with Hughes, he needs to shoot the ball more because he's actually hitting 43% on the year, and he's averaging 14 points a game. Uh, Chuka out there doing his thing with zero points. Brissett, three for 11 <laughs> field goals, two for six from deep, and one for three from the line. Brissett's got to tighten up on the foul shots. He finished with nine points. I, I feel like Brissett is either on or off, and the mer- majority of his shots should not come from outside the arc. I'm sorry. He's got to get in there. Um, I, I, You know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, right. you look at that, too, when he made, came out and he made the first shot of the game. So, I, I know. Mean, it from high, there, right? he was one and five, sure. right? So Exactly. Uh, I'm waiting patiently, patiently waiting on Howard to have his breakout game of the season. He was two for seven from the field. Both of those were threes. He totaled nine points. Uh, B.J. Stith won this game for ODU. Coming back in the second half, we mentioned earlier in the beginning of the show, he scored zero in the first half and, eight and, and met his average of 18 in the second and, uh, you know, again, the, the Orange route rebounded, not as bad as, as the last game against Georgetown that they actually won, but right. 33, uh, 38 to 33. And Syracuse did take advantage of 18 ODU turnovers, turning them into 22 points. But the lazy defense at the end of the game to close this out was a visual disappointment. It was conf- they looked confused. They looked lackadaisical. The ball being brought up the court, killing clock, was killing me. I don't understand what happened when they lost the lead with about five minutes to go from that point until the end of the game is a mystery. It was like ODU turned it on and Syracuse had no clue how to take it and they lost. They blew it. They blew the game. I knew it was over with two minutes left. They were just out of gas. Done. It was clear. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I'm kind of glad I didn't get to see the second half. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm playing. I went back and checked it out. And even just, I mean, it doesn't really take a rocket scientist when you look at these stats. I mean, they outscored us, what, was it 45 to 27, 45 29 in the second half. I mean, we allowed them, to, we can't allow teams to score 45 points and a half. Um, so, again, I, I think it comes down to the fact that we are often still is not that good. It wasn't good last year. And we always talked about it last year. And we always talked about the things they need to do to make sure that they win. Yeah. And um, it, they're just not doing it. And it's, I mean, defense, rebounding, free throw shooting. We did win the turnover battle. I mean, when you look at those stats, 18. they had eight. That's crazy. They had 18 turnovers. We only had 13. 
They had 25 personal fouls. We only had 17. We went to the free throw line 34 times. We went to the free throw line 14 more times than them. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we just have to be able to take advantage of that. Um, I'd like to see the rebounds. Like you said, they weren't bad, but I'd like to be able to win the rebound. But that's really – it comes down to effort. And if it just – I don't know if they're just not playing – defense because they're not making anything on offense and they're getting down on them. So, I mean, I just don't understand. I, I don't know. It just looked like it just, I don't want to say they gave up cause I don't think they did. And we've talked about that a couple of years ago when they, when they blatantly did against St. John's, everybody remembers yeah. that game, right? right, uh, right it right. wasn't quite like that, but it was definitely like when ODU took control of that game late in the second half, Syracuse had no answer. Tyus hit a three one time. It was money, and you thought they had a chance, but you just didn't feel it. You know how when you're watching, you're just like you can either feel it or you can't. There was no, there wasn't like a ton of energy or anything. And you know, Syracuse. Well, ODU. You mentioned this, this, the um, the points in the second half. ODU shot fifty five point six percent in the second half to Syracuse's twenty eight percent in the second half. So now either the off chance that they had the best half of their life and we played good defense and they just hit everything or they just came out and played harder. I mean, BJ Stith averaged 18 points a game. He had zero at halftime. He ended up with 18. I um, mean, you look at the stat line and there's really nothing there that tells you that we shouldn't have been able to win this game. It's just second half effort. Really what it comes down to a couple of free throws here and there would have kept us closer, but it's just effort. That was my computer. Keep going. It's just effort and just, you know, the fact of like what you said, you can't have Brissett taking six of his 11 shots from the three-point line. You can't have Howard taking five out of his seven shots from the three-point line. You know, that's not – that wasn't them last year. And no, that's not going to be them this year. No, so it's, they, it's... Have, they have to figure it out. And, again – Frank Howard was hurt all off season and they couldn't, you know, play together. They brought some new guys in. Jalen Carey, he hurt the first game of the season as well. So there's going to be some, you know, learning curves and some certain rust for certain people. But it's just, you just never know how long it's going to take. And it's starting to get frustrating at this point, you know, because yeah, now we're, well, sit, we're sitting here at seven and three and, yeah, and we're, we're going against the good good Buffalo team and ACC plays around the corner. So you got you know our expectations coming into this year. We and we talked about it was like the one thing we really talked about that we hammered home in the off season and leading right. up to basketball season was that Tyus was going to have help this year. That Tyus wasn't going to have to do everything on his own. He was going to have Brissett. He was going to have Hughes. He was going to have Howard. And this was going to be, you know, four solid guys that could score the ball, and you're you're just not seeing it. Hughes is a is a consistent score. He had yeah. one bad game this season, and right. you know he's averaging 14 points a game, and he only shot the ball nine times against uh, ODU, and you know he he scored 15 points. You know some of that was foul shots, but. Um, you know, I just feel like he needs to shoot the ball more. If if Howard's not going to step up, if step up, if Battle's going to be, or Brissett's going to be uh, hot or cold, depending on, I don't know, I don't know, depending on, I have no idea. <laughs> it, it's like so hit or miss, and it's like not one thing I could put my finger on. Um, but if he's going to be inconsistent, and Hughes is going to be the only consistent player besides Tyus, Hughes needs to shoot more because he's making a lot of these shots. And yeah. And you always notice, and they did it again, when they get the good ball movement, what they get the good ball movement when they're really moving. And they're not doing that. They're, they're, not, they're just throwing right. it around the perimeter, and nothing's going inside. And then five seconds left, they chuck something up. Well, right. And it's tough when you have a guy out there that's just offensively inept. You know, you have someone like Tachuku or Sidibe who just hasn't oh, shown you, you hate that they Chuku. can. Why do you hate Chuku so much? Why, oh, stop it. Oh, stop Why? it. Oh, stop it. I can't believe that. Stop it. <laughs> yeah, we got we got three three guys played center against ODU and between three guys they combined two points. Okay? So two points, thirteen rebounds, yeah. Yeah, well, okay. Three guys No, Dol- Dolce offers the best option, but at the end of the day he does. we can't play 
that size against everybody, you know. We can't shoot 22 of our 48 shots from the three-point line. No. No way. No way. So how do they get inside then? How do they get inside? What do they got to do? Dribble, penetrate, and get inside and draw the foul. Stith did it in the second half. That's what he did. That's how they changed the game. So, I mean, you know, it could be done. If it can be done against our guys, it could be done against anybody else's guys. So, and, and they said, I think it was Stiff that was interviewed that said, well, we knew that they're, they weren't going to be passing the ball to their big men down low. Right. So we knew where to be on defense. And yeah. they, they, they knew where guard-oriented, and they just they stayed out on the guards. And, and, and No, you essentially got five people guarding four people. Right, exactly. With a center, they can't do anything. Right. So, well, you know. On the offensive uh, And then the, the foul shots for the last two games were 36 of 56 from the line. Missing, and you're leaving a lot of points out there. Missing 20. Yeah, you only left 20 points out there in the past two games. Now, granted, we won one of those games, but it was a nail-biter. So, in Syracuse for the year, shooting, if you believe it or not, shooting 40%, 41% from the field. Now they're twenty nine point seven percent from behind the arc, and they're they're still only sixty eight percent from the line. So yeah, we're taking too many threes, and and honestly, you're not going to be able to get away with shooting against. You're not going to be able to get away with shooting thirty four percent and giving up forty five points in the second half and expect to win. I mean, that's just that in a nutshell. Yeah. So shooting too many threes, we're inefficient on offense, and we played. Really, really bad off uh, defense on at home in the, sec- in the second half. At home, though, in a non-conference loss against an unranked team, you know, depending it's on it's happened before. I've seen them. Oh, I know. Well, we had what St. Bonaventure last year did it to us, um, right? But we had a game against Buffalo last year that ended up really helping us out. Now we have an opportunity to really have that um, be the case again. We could wipe this loss out. With, with a win against 14th ranked Buffalo. Well, again, it comes down. You said it. You said expectations. Everyone thought that once Battle came back, then and because we made the little Sweet 16 run, that it was going to be, you know. But it's just it's it's too early to judge. And then it comes the overreactions when you lose a game that you might not should have. Or might not should have. Like it's happened in the past couple of years. I mean. You turn around and you go on a little three, four, five game streak, and everything's forgotten, and you, you're just right back in right in the right, driver's right. seat of having a good right. season. So yeah, we're not. You know, yeah, ebbs and flows, games of runs. We talk about it all the time. It's just you know, there's always the overreaction. I, ODU is not a is like we talked about. They're a team that you could lose to if you mess around and shoot 34, percent and then you want to let them score 45 points in the second half. Yeah, and that's and that's what happened. We warned of it. Some people took them lightly, but I know, I know them well enough because they're about twenty minutes away from me. That I knew they were they were a, a serious threat. So, yeah. um, anything left to say on the game itself, Joe? Uh, no. All right. Well, it hurt, and it's a good damn thing that we didn't record this show yesterday yeah. because I was um, apoplectic to say the least. I, well, I mean, you're twenty. 20- 20 minutes away, so I'm sure you knew a couple of people that were... Oh, yeah. It went on for a couple hours. It went on today. I saw some, you know. So, you mm. know, it is what it is. You expect it. And you get... You, you, it's just you got to just be like, yeah, yeah, and they played a good game, you know. But my friends aren't like that. My friends right. are a-holes. <laughs> okay, so. Go for the jugular, huh? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So, all right. Yeah. Uh, put ODU behind us. You yeah. know, that's it. And what are you <laughs> Nothing else do? to do. That's right. It's time to hear from you. The loud mouths from the loud house. The best damn college sports fans in the nation. All right. You know, the universal handle. We've been over this already once today. It is at Cuse Militia on Facebook and Twitter, and what we do is we propose the question after each game. Uh, thoughts on the game is usually what I say. I make it simple because if people got to read a lot of it, they don't say much. So <laughs> it's like they waste all their energy reading it. So here we go. First, 
what we're going to do is we're going to go over the poll. I set out a poll this morning. I set it for nine hours. It finished with 310 votes. And the question is, what do you think will help the orange more? Uh, more Carrie, more Mark, more Buddy, or other? And click and comment. So let's do more Buddy came in last at 7%. And I would just say that um, Buddy on the year is 8 for 43 from the field. Uh, that's 18.6%. He's 6 for 29 from 3. That's 20.7%. So I'm going to go ahead and ixnay Buddy out of here. Uh, and he came in last, unfortunately. Uh, other click and comment came in next at 11%. And I got a lot of mixed, um, you know, I got, uh, the, the, here, I'll read some of the comments. At JD's dad, three, a presence in the middle. Yes, obviously. Uh, at Big E underscore 228, scoring points. I don't care where they come from. At uh, 44, Syracuse 44. He says, we need more Marek, in my opinion. A close second is Carey, but we need some more production from our bigs. Yeah, I agree. At the real Tim Primo, uh, one, more Carey. Also one, more Marek. Two, more Howard Washington. What, what do you think about that? The, he's the only one that said Howard Washington. So, uh, yeah, we're not. I'm not real no. sure about Howard Washington myself. No, but um, <laughs> what do you hate, Howard Washington, Joe? What you got? No, no, I got no problems with Howard <laughs> okay. Washington. He's a fine player. Fine player. Okay. At GQ's four, better coaching. At uh, <laughs> Hot it underscore Jeff, team needs a leader. I do think that Tyus um, at times gets complacent on leading. And, and, and Howard, we've seen, you know, he's on or off too. He leads the offense okay, but, yeah, he's got a case there. So, anyways, um, in uh, third place at 40% came more carry. Now, that was my pick. I think more carry is is um, his just he's got a lot of energy out there, and I think mm-hmm. he, he adds a lot even though he hasn't been able to score a ton. He did, he did have a problem in the beginning of the year with turnovers and stuff like that. But, you know, he's averaging, Carey's averaging 19.6 minutes a game. And a lot of that, it seems like a decent amount, but a lot of that came when Howard was out. Oh, yeah, that's, that number's still dropping. So, yeah, that's gonna, exactly. And Every so, game. Right. So I think more Carey. I think... I think Showing Howard the whip, like Dino Babers likes to say. Uh, yeah. You know, show him the whip and put Carey in a little bit more. And I think Carey will come into his own. He's a good player. And yeah. he's great on the defensive end, too. So, and he's not afraid to drive to the basket. I think, I think, I think Frank Howard is still, I think Frank Howard, Howard's problem is, I think he's healed. I think his problem is, is that he's scared to take it to the hole because I, we don't know how he got hurt, but that's probably how he got hurt. So, um, I mean, if it's an ankle, most likely, usually that's what happens. It rolls up on something else, usually driving or right. so, coming down on something. So, yeah. So that leaves us with Mark. Uh, he, he came in at 42% more Mark. And, you know, the center. He's a fan favorite, man. He's always going to. Yeah, yeah, I know. But and he does help. He does help. I mean, out of the three that were filling in for center, you know, he did the most. So. I mean, he only scored two points. What do you get on? What do you get for? What do you get for rebounds? Uh, let's see, uh, six. So yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he did do the most. Six rebounds and two points. Yeah. So you know, I mean, and he's he's averaging nineteen point four minutes a game, and that all a lot of that also came in when Howard was out as well. So well, and, but he does get. He probably gets more minutes though. Um, because yeah. of the center situation too, but so there you have it. The fans, they love Mark. They want to see more Mark, and I think that it almost does not matter at the center position. Man, there's more than one problem. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, all right, there you have it. With they got to make shit. Do what? They got to make baskets. Yeah, they got to score the ball. Um, okay, so here we go. Fan feedback. Top ten. I did take an even five. And five from Twitter and Facebook, Joe. So at Oil Cuse, our buddy Captain Patrick, he said, why didn't they push the ball up the court with under three minutes to go? Frank Howard looks like he's in slow motion. Our centers are awful. Uh, so I'll comment on 
that what he's talking about is exactly what I was talking about with, I think, Syracuse killing clock on offense with under three minutes to go. It made no sense. It looked stupid. It was horrible. Yeah. Yeah. That's Joe's. And expert. nothing from the offense. <laughs> right. As at, far as the centers. So at Kevin McKenzie eleven. All this team has done is underperform this year. No one ever goes to the rim or penetrates the lane. Almost every shot we take is con- contested. Two centers that are absolutely no threat to pick and roll and can't catch the ball on the rare occasion they are thrown the ball. Well, I don't know at Kevin McKenzie eleven. Joe said that Truku has gotten better at catching the ball. So <laughs> I don't know. Compared to what he was doing when he was first year. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, Kevin. I'm not sure. But yeah, our shots are contested a lot, but when they move around and they get they usually find Hughes open, he can hit those shots. That is key, I think. That's probably one of the big things to scoring some balls. Hughes is Hughes is probably the He's probably a close for he's he's close to being the first best shooter on that team. He's really close, dude. And we just got to get back to where we were last year. Um, I mean, I think Sidibe obviously he had his um, his surgery, and I think that he's still trying to come back and maybe I think he's I going to like, the same thing. I'd, maybe that Howard is with the worried about. I would like up to stuff. think that they're going to be able to. I mean, as the season went on last year, they got more confident. You know, all of them did. Sure. So then they all had their games, but I think what we need is we're just Elijah Hughes is fitting in nicely. What it needs to happen is Frank Howard needs to become the Frank Howard of last year at minimum. And O'Shea Brissett's got to he's got to get back to his. I mean himself too. I mean he was a double double yeah. machine last yes. year as a freshman and he was doing awesome the things the that he was line. supposed to do. Like, yeah. I just don't understand. I know. I know. Uh, if not now, when 84, uh, our buddy Mike, he says ODU's defense was good. What was it, Joe? It was a fifth adjusted defense in the nation, wasn't it? I believe it was, according to Ken Palm. Officiating was effing horrible. There was some times where I thought I could agree. 27th. 27th. I'm sorry. Okay. Still good. Right. Officiating was effing horrible. I can agree with some of that. Tyus is trying to do too much by himself. Uh, Frank can't get his head out of his ass. Our centers still oh. suck. <laughs> Damn, Mike. Mm. Wow. Oh, man. What do you hate, Chuku? What do you hate, Chuku? Uh, hey, hey, where, hey. Where was... know, like I said, it's one game. Everyone doesn't, you know, things change from game to game, you know. Where was Jalen Carey? We look more like a bubble team or less as the season goes on. Get your stuff together, Cuse. Uh, yeah, it was rough. These are right after the game. People were pissed. There's a lot of four-letter words in here. Huh. Um, <laughs> at, oh, gosh, I can't see it. Oh, here we we're go. We're just going to call him Matthew. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. At something orange. My bad. Uh, garbage. It's like they're determined to become a three-point shooting perimeter team regardless of past results. Take, da- take the damn ball inside. Yes, I'm with you. I'm with you, Matthew. Mm-hmm. I think we're all with you. We feel that, definitely. At Free yep. Beers 77, the offense runs no plays at all. There has been zero improvement through two seasons. Time for some new blood on coaching staff. Need to shake up the assistants. Get a non, get a non-alumni in there. <laughs> Good luck, bud. Yeah, what do you say? That's it? Good luck? Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be tough now. Like I said, I mean, it, is it the coach? Well, how much? Because there's some more coaching comments, so we can talk about them as they come. But you know, I mean, what what do you say to the Bayheim haters? They're all over the place. It's all I heard yesterday from personal friends of mine. Dude, he's done the same thing for however many years he's been coaching. What, almost forty years? Yeah, and we heard it at the halftime of the Georgetown game. Remember? Yeah. So, uh-huh. yeah, exactly. He's uh, done. He's been doing. He's been doing the same thing for forty years. It's whether or not the players that he has executes, or he has the players to execute it. Right. And you know, and it's just we always like I talked about before overreaction. We always get these after a loss, after game ten, when you never know what's going to happen. Well, you know, we got them all loss, last year too, and look at the end of the year and how that that season ended. You know what I mean? Right. So Yeah, but especially after a bad loss, I think you know. Hey, this is the Q Smosha podcast. This is the fans' voice right here. This is where you come to vent, right? 
I mean, these, okay. These you comments can, are yes. right after the game. I talked to you shortly after the game. I was, I was dropping the four-letter words on it, wasn't oh, I? Oh, yeah. No, I'm not. Look, I'm not saying that you can't be upset, that you can't, you know, but calling for like the coach's job and, like, assistance. I guess he, I guess he wasn't calling for Beheim, but, yeah, I mean, he, I don't know. He specifically called out the uh, coaching staff and need a shake-up. Um, the assistants getting non-alums in there because they are all alums. They are. Man, so, um, he likes to work with people that he trusts. Yeah, I mean, those guys, he recruited all those guys. Nothing wrong with that. Um, Steven says, not ready for ACC players. Memo to the orange. TikTok, you are on the clock. What do you think, yep. Joe? Uh, I think he's right on He's right on board. That's why Jim behind last week said, said that you know he challenged – Frank Howard, which I thought he was going to be able to step up to the plate, they had a whole week to get ready because he knows that they're not where they're at, and a lot of it has to do with him and getting over whatever he, whatever the issue is because he knows that they're not ready for ACC play, and he knew that we were going in against a pretty good ODU team and an even better Buffalo team you know, to finish out the last four games of our non-conference. So, hey, like you- again, tick, tick-tock, we can't play like this in the ACC. I know it. I know it. Now that was the sense of urgency with Beheim, and that's the same thing with that comment there. Yeah, and, you know, you, you just got to think to yourself. Just think to yourself right now. Everybody, think. And close your eyes and think of this, unless you're driving. Then you, you, you think, you know, what would a game against Duke look like right now? Mm. Would that, you know, that center they got. What's his name, Joe? Help me out. So it was centered with, well, I don't think he's a center, but what, Williamson? Cyan <laughs> Williamson? Yeah. The man-child? The, the jumper. Who's the jumper? Who's the guy that they kept? They showed him at halftime during one of the uh, the other games. Zion Williamson. Z- yeah, there he you go. He just dunks real hard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you, you, you think of being up against, like, a Duke or a UNC or a, even a Virginia Tech right now, and you think, man, you know, they ain't ready. They ain't ready for the big time. It's, they're, they're playing – they're playing kid ball. Right no, now. but the effort would be better too in that situation too because you're playing Duke. Sure, like you know, there's that. So yeah, uh, Hertz, I think that's partly part of our problem. This this non conference is a lot of times I think we, I mean, we do it anyway, but play down to the competition yeah. because we just think we're going to be able to easily you know roll through it. So yeah, uh, uh, Herb says there's no chemistry on this team. Too much dribbling, no movement. Our center isn't playing well. Um, Herb's playing state the obvious here. Uh, mm. on, on the last comment, uh, no chemistry on the team. You know, you got new guys coming in. That always takes a while, I think. But there is there there is no there is not like a ton of chemistry on the offense. And no, no. we had someone that made a comment about they're not running plays, and they don't really run a ton of plays. They kind of create their own they create their own shots, and they're just not doing it. Well, they do pick and roll. They, they run guys off roll, picks, yeah. and then sure. they kind of rely on, you know, players making plays, you know, for themselves. You know. Yeah. Uh, Paul says a whole lot of words can be used to describe the quality of our performance out on Jim Beheim court this afternoon, and virtually none of them can be used in a PG environment such as this. Well, Paul, thanks for respecting the podcast page, but as long as you're not being disrespectful, <laughs> but, uh, to I'm anybody, picking up what you're. Pi- I'm picking up what you're putting down there, buddy. Yeah, but as long as you're not being disrespectful to someone on the page, I don't care what you say. Well, I take that back. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Pump the brakes there, buddy. <laughs> I, I don't care if you use four-letter words. Put it that way. You say what you feel on the page. Um, that's fine as long as you're not being disrespectful. We're good. Uh, Jay says, the team didn't show up and the crowd didn't either. We just assumed they would win without trying. It's a good point. It's kind of how it felt. The the As far as the crowd goes, Joe, the kids weren't there. So. Hmm. These are the games that I'm afraid of every year. Yeah. I, I, I talk about it every year. I mean, it's just it is what it is because I've been at those games. Yep. So, so the kids weren't there. It wasn't didn't have the energy in the dome that it normally would. And, you know, it's just, yeah, you're right. They, they never really got loud. I mean, it stunk. It stunk. Mm-hmm. You got that big area and you fill it with, I guess there was, what, 14,000 or 17,000 there? I can't remember, but it's it was still so a bad. lot of people. That, but when you compare it to a regular uh, game, anybody's regular game. Yeah, but it, everyone's it, regular game isn't as big as the carrier dome. I know. Well, that's my point, though. You get the people in there, but they're just sitting there twiddling their thumbs like they're on a like they're on a lunch date. I mean, okay, I guess. Um, 
So, you know. Hey, look, I still I still blame scheduling with with kids off on a Saturday at noon. Come on. Yeah. Uh, Tim says Tim is Tim is our in-house um, angry guy. I remember him from a lot from last year. He never has anything nice to say. He says uh, time for Bayheim to effing retire. Ooh. Uh. <laughs> so, well, you know, I mean, look, I don't think so. Now, some may say that uh, I think there was a comment in here when I was going through that said something about, you know, the players are going to feed off the energy of the coach and the coach has no energy. Now, there could be some truth to that, I think. Mm. If he ain't lighting the – no, you don't think so? No, we hear, no the, we hear these comments every year. Like, I'm just – Well, you know what? The, I'm over the overreaction, especially with now today today's world and – just normal media, not even talking about sports. I just I'm sick of the overreaction. Like, let's just well, pump the brakes. We're seven and three. Yeah, Although your meme yeah, about yeah, our yeah, stay yeah. in the top twenty five is pretty funny. <laughs> the Grandpa Simpson. Yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> and we were tied. We have like a four way tie for twenty fifth place in the country. Yeah, I know. Straight- <laughs> Couldn't even give it to us straight out. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I know. I know. So. All right, everybody. Thanks for so four uh, letter words. Four, <laughs> you can use them, but I won't say them on the air. Like like that's all. like what words like tuck, tuck. Yeah. No rule. Tuck. Rule. Sure. Yeah. yeah. For whatever yeah. you got. Tuck. Okay. Um. So all right, thank. I appreciate everybody uh, participating. It was everybody was pretty upset. I think it was, there was there was a ton of comments, and that's I love it. It's a good problem to have. When I've got to sit down and read them all a couple of times before I pick which ones I'm going to use. So we appreciate it. All right, Joe. Let's see. What do we got? We got time for redemption. Everybody wants redemption. Syracuse wants redemption for their loss against ODU. And Buffalo wants redemption because they came into the Dome last year. And they lost a close one after uh, scaring us pretty good. Uh, they lost 81 to 74 last year in the dome, so they want redemption. They're going to come in on this Tuesday at eight o'clock, December 18th, and both of them want to bounce back. Buffalo from the loss last year, and Syracuse from the loss this uh, just yesterday. And uh, the all-time record with Buffalo is sitting at 28 and five. Uh, they sit Buffalo, that is, sits at uh, well 10 and 0. So uh, they're killing it. Uh, yeah. With a key win, I guess, against West Virginia. They've got four guys that are averaging double digits. As a team, they're 40% from the floor, 33.5% from behind the arc, and they're hitting 72.6% of their free throws. The guy who can kill it from anywhere is C.J. Massenburg. He's hitting 48.6% from the field and 42.9% of his threes, and he is 86.7% from the line. Joe, so... Start with yeah. start with Massenberg and let us know what to expect because he's he's probably their best player, right? Uh, definitely, he's definitely the best player. <laughs> I mean, he's been a solid mainstay since his freshman year. I mean, he averaged twenty five point or twenty five minutes with eleven points per game his freshman year, and it's only gone up from fourteen to, to fourteen and a half and seventeen last year, seventeen this year, um, and uh, he's just, <laughs> dude. He's tough. He didn't really play that well. Then that's what kind of scares me about um, him coming in this year. Last year uh, in the game where the, we beat them by seven, he only shot two at 13. So he didn't play very well. Um, he did go to the free throw line and shoot nine for nine. He ended up scoring 14 points. But overall, he could have done a lot better. So I'm a little worried that he's going to be coming back for blood, my uh, my friend. Yeah, and another year Older, another year wiser, and another year yeah. better. <laughs> quite, yeah. To be quite honest with you, he's averaging yeah. 17 points a game, and uh, he's—I mean—he's killing it. He's killing it. Yeah. He's even averaging seven seven rebounds a game. So. Yeah. He's, he's all in, in last year's game. Um, the big uh, player for them was Nick Perkins, their uh, forward, senior forward this year. But he had 18.7 rebounds and. Um, Again, they ended up having a great year last year. Uh, they finished what twenty-seven and nine. They won the MAC championship. 
you know, the tournament. And they went in as a number 13 seed, and they actually went and uh, beat Arizona in round one before they lost to Kentucky. So this is a really, really dangerous team. They returned a lot of guys, and they're, um, they got a lot of experience. Got about four seniors um, that play a lot of minutes, and and then a couple uh, pretty talented soft, um, sophomores. So not too tall, but they play within themselves. They average a lot of assists, and they just again they're experienced. They know how to play with each other, and um, not going to be an easy out by any means. So no, it's going to be quite possibly the toughest game of the year. I mean, really, uh, it's I mean, probably it one of the be. best don't, teams. I mean, well, I know Ohio State, but. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put them. I wouldn't put them as being better than Ohio State or um, or Oregon. But oh yeah, I forgot about Oregon though. Sorry, yeah, um, but uh, they. That's I mean, again, in, in college basketball, if you don't lose, then you don't fall back. You know what I mean? So don't let the rankings fool you. I mean, you can look at their their schedule. They had that impressive win um, in overtime against West Virginia, but West Virginia is a little down this year compared to what they were last year. They had a lot of a lot of guys um, graduate, you know. So um, other than that, they haven't really played too many good teams. So and I'm not trying to take away the fact that they're a good team because they are a good team. But when you've only played one Power 5 team and the rest of, you know, I mean, they had a tough game against San Francisco, only one by four. Um, so, again, I'm not going to take away anything from them, but – they um, they've only really had one challenging game, so yeah. No, I mean that's true, but you, you know, know we saw what they what they could do last year. And how many returning players did they have from last year? Oh shoot! I mean, all of them. <laughs> I mean, they're missing. They lost. They graduated Clark, and I think a Kenneth Smart. Uh, they're one of their bigger guys. Um, he was a graduate transfer, and I don't know exactly where he transferred, but he doesn't play there this year so again they got um they got a 6'10 sophomore i don't want to say sophomore but they got a 6'10 guy that comes off the bench it's got a little bit of height and then they got um nick perkins he's a 6'8 i think forward and they do have a 6'7 guard that plays as well but they go um, about nine nine deep i would say right i mean you're looking at pretty much i mean you don't want to i mean at this point i i don't even want to even use height as I mean, usually height should be an advantage but for our team this year it hasn't been um, they pretty much have comparable size as um, ODU, and uh, yeah, depending on. Hello, hello. <laughs> hey, hey, hi. Sorry, <laughs> thought I saw a butterfly. Um, no, uh, <laughs> it really just comes down to how their main guys, their guards, um, how they shoot, because they're going to be able to move the ball around. They're not going to make the mistakes. They're. Um, they played the, the zone last year, so uh, yeah, it's not going to be easy. But you know, at the same time, they you got to look at the the competition they played, and you got to look at they're going to probably be playing against a pretty pissed off Syracuse team. Because I'm going to go ahead and venture to say that the last couple of days of practice probably haven't aren't going to be that you know nice. Yeah, so. and I mean, how much how how many like bad losses do you have to have, or like bad games do you have to have? For this team to just come out on fire, what what is what can motivate them other than a, a loss like ODU? To, for them to just come out on fire and just you know, let's, you know, mm. let's come out and, and and start strong and finish strong. It is like you know, all year we've been saying Syracuse second half team, Syracuse second half team. Well, they played an awful second half against yeah. ODU. I didn't get it. Yeah, like I said, I mean, I got to watch the first half, and then I had to go to a birthday party. I mean, you go into the I... locker room at 10 points up, right? Oh, yeah, and, 33 and... to 23, and I'm like, okay. Yeah, they, you know? they, did like... have a, they did have a breakdown at the very end of the first half. They let a three go. Ah, three, but still, you're but up still 10 you're at up home. But still, you're up double digits at home, right? You're thinking, right. all right. I mean, I didn't – I honestly – I left I left the game. I was I planned on, you know, I was coming back and watch the rest of it, but I had a birthday party to go to, and I left – my house um, at halftime to go to that birthday party. Pretty, pretty like confident that we were going to win that game. Yeah. So well. Then it didn't happen. So. Yeah. Because yeah. then my phone starts blowing up in my pocket, and I'm like, "What is going on?" Like I you had to have known because you were trying to wait, weren't you? I was trying to wait, but um, 
I just assume, okay, we're up 10 and the way that I thought it was going to go, I didn't think that, you know, there'd be so many, you know, my phone would have been blowing up because I threw over an expected win after halftime, you know, but then it would like blew up and I'm like, what is going on? Yeah. So, well, you and known. I kind of saw what happened and. Yeah. Then I had to so. rewatch it after already knowing, which is even harder. So. All right. So I guess you know the line will come out tomorrow. Joe will once again tweet to my bookie pick. Oh, this scares hopefully he me, actually, man. Hopefully he actually makes a pick this time and doesn't just like. What say, do you mean? I thought it was pretty stuff. obvious. You know, they were like, well, if Syracuse does this and this and this, plus. No, I didn't say if. I just I kind of threw out what I thought was going to happen, which I was way off, and then I oh, is that what that was? Put Syracuse See, Joe, minus folks, Joe. Uh, he, he's not like he's like he's like if you were to hand your grandpa a, tw- a Twitter account and said, "Here, go tweet something." That's Joe. that's not true. We, you said we attack the basket, play good defense, and Howard steps up to coach's challenge. Su with a negative ten and a half. So, yeah. Got that? Yeah, I got it. Okay, it's a little uh, more clear now I read it again. Oh, jeez. Right. Okay, all right. My bad. My bad. Okay, but. Well, I bet you it's going to be pretty close. Well, I mean, oh I think you'd be surprised. Oh I mean, I, you know, it's going to be funny is I bet you Syracuse is a favorite in this. Oh, I don't know about that. No? No. No, I don't. I bet you it's close, but I, I'd, be, I'd be surprised if it was, if they were a favorite. I really oh, yeah? Yeah, well, you know, whatever I say is probably going to be right. wrong anyway. So. Well, how about my 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 bookie pick tonight is that Syracuse is a favorite when the line comes out. How about that? Oh, well, give me a number then. I'm not going to give you a number. Oh, well, Mr. Confidence over here can't give me a number. I'm not Vegas. I just said favorite. <laughs> okay. All right. I will say not. Just okay. to go against what you're saying because. I mean, it'll be a couple points. Okay, well, whatever. You said you weren't going to get points. All right, that's it. Look, <laughs> Tuesday, 8 o'clock in the Dome. Buffalo comes in. Syracuse needs this game bad. I do not want to go down the stretch finishing off the, the last half of – or the, not the last half, but the rest of the uh, non-conference, uh, you know, 2-2 two and two after that poll we put out with 2% of you. If you – if those that could be the smartest 2% of our followers on Twitter that we have. Who knows? Well, you mean the trolls? Yes, yes, exactly. Come on. So, uh, well, we'll see. Not going to happen. Yeah, well, we'll see. And um, thanks again, everybody, for listening. Thanks for participating in the fan feedback. Thanks to Shoppy Tom Mall Barbershop. Uh, open Tuesday to Friday, 8 a.m. to 5.45, and Saturday, 7 a.m. to 2. $15 cuts with six full-time barbers. Family-friendly, old-school atmosphere. And you can plop down and watch TV while you're getting your hair cut. What the hell? What the, it doesn't get any better than that unless they hand you a beer. Uh, which they don't. So I guess it's as good as you can get. So uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, Help spread the word. And uh, for Joe, I'm Sean. We are out. Cue the bells. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Q's Militia Podcast, the fan's voice with Sean and Joe.